News Talk On Demand. Interruption-free audio, where you want it, when you want it. Good morning and welcome to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. I'm Jay Thomas. With me, like always, Jill and Rick Van Dyvendyke. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Guess we should start with Happy Merry Christmas, too, right? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Now, next next week is Sunday, which is Christmas Day, so yep. we will be here seven days away from Christmas. Can you yep. believe it? I mean, I have a lot to do this week. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to do this week. Yeah, it's an exciting week. It's a very busy week for a lot of people. You yep. know, there's lots happening. Right? Lots of last minute. Last minute Christmas gifts and yep. getting things ready for the Christmas Day dinner and everything else. Yeah. The grocery stores are going to be hopping busy. Oh, I was at the grocery store yesterday and it, you know, being a Saturday too, yep. everybody took the day off. Yep. It was something else, you know? Yep. So where's all the carts? They're all gone. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Parking lot's full. Parking uh, lot's full. But you know, it's kind of a, I, you know, even the even the holiday rush, there is something, I don't know, maybe it's just the nostalgic part of me. You know, there's something about that holiday rush, you know, that is also kind of yep. Christmassy, too. Yeah, yep. you, you have that, that feeling of walking through the mall, maybe with your parents as kids and hearing the Christmas music and Santa's there. Everything's all decorated. So, yeah, it's busy everywhere, but you still hear that Christmas music in the background. It just gets you in the spirit. Totally. It totally does. Yes. Today, we, today we get together with the whole extended extended Van Dyke clan. Oh, exciting. Which, how many people is that now? Uh, it just seems like a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of it's, people. It's a lot. Well, it must be probably, what is there? That's be over 60 of us. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there'll be a lot of us getting together, <laughs> the Van Dyke family. And it's funny to think that like that family was just Oma and Opa coming yep. over from Holland years ago. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Six kids, right? So then all the great, great grandchildren all the way oh, down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's right. That's a <laughs> so, lot. It's so. to be a pretty big family when it yep. spreads out from there, right? Yep. Absolutely. Well, that's exciting. That's very fun. You now, know, when you're when you're grocery shopping, what's your favorite dish that you're kind of grocery shopping for? So I was out looking for some ingredients uh, for a salad. Okay. That as we've been we've been making every year, and it was a salad that my grandmother made, and she passed away when I was about seven years old. Okay. My mom's mom, and it was something that she had made kind of every holiday, and it's a shrimp salad. It's it's really simple. It's like. Uh, a head of, of iceberg lettuce, mm -hmm. and you buy those little tiny, they're called, um, they're actually called salad shrimp. They're frozen, and they're a little tiny shrimp. And it just basically goes in with some green onion and some uh, tomato, and the, the, the uh, shrimp get mixed in with that. And then mayonnaise on top, and a little bit of garnish on the top of that, and mm. it's it's more delicious than you'd actually think. But it's something that we've just been making as a family ever since. You know, it's sort of become one of those holiday traditions where we do I do that every year. You know, mm. so I mean, there's all kinds of things that we you know yeah. other things we do. My other half of my family is Ukrainian, so there's lots of pierogies and cabbage rolls and other things like that. But uh, that's one that you know I I was looking for some ingredients this week at the grocery store. How about you guys? Um, we, well, we always have a tradition of doing the Christmas pudding that we light on, light on fire. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and so that's the, you pour some, some rum on it and then light it on fire. So that's something we always do. Is that a Dutch thing or just a you guys thing? No, no. it's actually not on the Dutch side. It's on my mom's side of the family that we've always done it. Oh, I don't know why. It's, and all of us kids always gather on the table and watch the parents light the cake on fire. We've done this since <laughs> we were little kids. And that's awesome. None of us like to eat the cake. It's not great, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but we enjoy watching that. But a funny story is I remember the first time I cooked my first Christmas turkey and I may have told you this story before, but um, I had never cooked a turkey before and I was maybe like 
20 years old, just had my, my first home and I put my turkey in the oven and my mom comes over and she's like, Joe, what are you doing with your turkey? And I'm like, the door's propped open a little bit. I'm like, well, you always keep the door propped open when you cook your turkey, right? And she's like, <laughs> no, Jill, it's just that my turkey's always so big, it doesn't fit in the <laughs> oven. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my... So was turkey dinner like at 10 o'clock at night that night? Or? <laughs> it was almost like she's trying to grill our turkey, right? Yeah. <laughs> the door just a little bit when you're grilling, right? <laughs> Leave the door open to crack, Jill. Just because the turkey didn't fit. Yes, ask questions, that's for sure. That's funny. Hey, so you know what? Today, I know, of course, you know we're, we're a gardening show. We want to take yep. your questions about gardening yes. and that sort of thing. But we also want to hear about, are, are there some holiday traditions you got that you'd like to share? You know, yes. because it is sort of our last Christmas show uh, before Christmas. We're yep. going to be recorded on New Year's. So we're going to have a live show again in the New Year to take your questions. Yes. So we thought we'd you know, have a little trip down uh, memory lane, some little nostalgia here. Because I think that's a big part of Christmas. That that feeling, that those uh, Christmas memories. Memories yes. definitely play back in everybody's head. That you know, this is the time when you go back in your mind and you're thinking about those things or those loved ones and people that you know uh, have been Chris with with you Christmases yep. before. You know, things you used to do. Yeah, that's, I, think I think that's, that's the biggest big thing it. is it's like Christmas is about reflecting back and creating memories with those you love. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that we can even do that with with the show. And like, what are some memories that you've you've experienced here on the show? Or what are some ex memories that you do with your family over Christmas? Text those in and let, let's talk about them. For sure. 1-877-332-8255. Okay, let's go back. We'll go, we'll go as far back as we can right now with Rick. Because he's uh, our most senior member here. <laughs> what did Christmas? What did Christmas look like on uh, Central Avenue in Saskatoon back in the day? Back in the old day, we used because you guys had a big house, right? Well, was, yeah, we had to go out and it was an old farmhouse, right? Yeah, was lived on the old, you know, on the old farmstead. Basically, it's you know, we were outside when I grew up. We were outside Sutherland, right? So. So if, for anybody who's in Saskatoon, I know we've got yep. listeners across the whole province. Everybody knows in Saskatoon where Dutch Growers is, yep. Central Avenue and Attridge Drive. Yep. And the garden center, that's always been, belonged to Dutch Growers, it's, where yep. the land is. Where the land is. But yep. where those uh, big brown apartment blocks are, yep. that right? Used, that's, Rosmo that, Road? Yeah, that used to be where the garden center used to be, is okay. right underneath the apartment, uh, those apartments. And, uh, and where was the house? Right next to that? The house was right in the middle of uh, Reed Road. Oh, there you right go. Right in the middle of the Reed Road. Uh, the house had to be moved. It's out, actually, the house is in Outlook. Oh, okay. Right now, right across from the, um, the school that's out there. And uh, on a little acreage, and that house is still standing there right now. And uh, I think you guys went to visit that house yeah. as a family yes. um, not too many years yeah, ago. Grew up in that house. and um, Can um, you imagine just a bunch of um, people knocking on the door? Um, can we come see the house? <laughs> yeah. I think that's happened quite a bit. You yeah. know, I would be tempted to it do that with my house. It was house a tall too. house. They had to take the top four feet of the house off to get underneath all the wires at that time to haul it out to Outlook, <laughs> Outlook Saskatchewan. So, so okay, yeah. that's where the house was. So, yep. take us through what Christmas looked like back when you oh, were we a kid. Used, we used to go out and we used to go because to get a Christmas tree, we used to, me and my dad used to go out and cut a Christmas tree. Of course, we never used to be able to pick the nicest Christmas tree because that was for sale in the spring, right? <laughs> right. So we used to go out and pick a tree that was sort of the Charlie Brown tree out there that we knew that'd be tougher to sell in the spring because it was out in the fields, right? So, yep. And so we used to pick a tree, and and of course they used to be spruces or or pi the pines last a little bit longer, but the spruces they never used to last very long, so we never used to pick them until well into December. You know, we never used to cut one early like they do now. <laughs> yeah, so you guys were only getting ready for Christmas kind of two weeks ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, basically. But before you did that, it was always St. Nicholas Day in your house. Yeah, St. Nicholas, which is December the 5th, right? So, okay. 
And what do you do for that? What was your tradition? Oh, just just a little, one little gift we used to get before for uh, for Saint Nicholas Day. But uh, but you know what? We didn't we didn't. Uh, you put out your wooden shoes. Put out the wooden shoes and have a little gift or something like that, a yeah. little candy or whatever in the shoe. And but you know we used to we used to get, go we used to hear to the traditional Christmas more than the the uh, the Dutch Christmas, which is December the fifth, right? So. Um, St. Nicholas Day, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was lots of fun where the used to, um, used to just have lots of time with family together and yep. we used to make, uh, things called Oli Boli. And, uh, this is sort of like, um, it's like a breaded little boil in, in, put in, in oil, boil, oh, okay. in oil. Sort and, of fried then. Yeah. yeah. And then my mom used to make an, an egg dog. Which in Dutch eggnog, you didn't get a big cup and, you know, serve with all that kind of stuff. This was in a little tiny, almost like a shot glass. Yeah. An espresso cup. <laughs> and a, yeah, just a little glass because it was, uh, it was a liqueur, liqueur glass. It was a liqueur glass. Yes. Yeah. It yes. was, you know, the spoon would almost stand up in it. And, <laughs> and so you'd kind of spoon it a bit, you know. And, uh, but yeah, no, it was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We used to, used to go out because we lived, kind of on an acreage at that time we used to you know go tobogganing and doing all kinds of fun things we had our own you know we had a dugout with a hill on the, on the end of the dugout right yeah and used to do used to go skating and and uh do a lot of uh, we used to be outside all the time when we were kids like 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 lots yeah like all the time all the time yeah never so, unless it was the coldest day probably unless out this was the coldest day and even then we'd still be out there you know <laughs> making a snow fort or doing something you know when we're kids so let's take a quick break we're going to talk to tom who's in choice land just as after we get back from the break uh tom the note with tom's call here says parents ukrainian so he's going to talk about some of the meals on christmas and Ooh, that, yeah that's yum. there's some pretty big traditions with that so tom hang on we're gonna get to your call in a second we'll be right back i'm jay thomas with jill and rick this is garden talk on 650 ckom and 980 cjme We're getting the Christmas spirit here. Of course, we want to talk about gardening, too. But you know what? It's our last show before Christmas. We are off next weekend because, of course, our show lands right on yep. Christmas morning. And then so the following, busy. following week after that is New Year's Day. So we have a, we're going to have a recorded show for then. So if you got questions, you got better ask them today because you got <laughs> a few weeks before that next time comes around. <laughs> There's the warning from Rick. one 332 8255 We are also, though, today talking about some Christmas uh, traditions and some of the things that we've you know done in our family. And, and Rick, uh, the light bulb lit up above his head yeah. during the break. So we got some more stuff to talk about, some more traditions yeah. that they've had in their family, which is great. We want to talk about some Ukrainian traditions uh, by going out to Choiceland and talk to Tom. Hi, Tom. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Good. Tell me about some of your traditions. Oh, well, uh, I like Ukrainian Christmas better than the regular Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do, because it means more to me. Yes, a little more food too, right? Oh, yes, lots. Tw- Twelve dishes, right? Twelve meatless dishes for Ukrainian Christmas, right? So you start with, you have a little bowl of wheat. That's what you start. Yep. It's wheat with honey in it. Kucha. Sometimes there is poppy seed in it. Yep. That's right, poppy seeds. And then after that, you have a little bowl of borscht. Yep. Right? And then after that, then you can eat, because it's meatless, right? That's right. On, on, on Christmas Eve or whatever, right? So, you can't eat no meat. Exactly. So, what what was what your favorite dish out of all the ones that you guys would have? What was your favorite? Oh well, all the pierogies and cabbage oil. You can eat that because that's not meat, right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then you can have fish. You can have fish. I don't know why they don't qualify fish as meat, but 
You cannot fish on Christmas Eve. It can't smile at you, so maybe that's why. Yeah. No, but that's right. Exactly. You're totally right. I know in my family, my, my half of my family is Ukrainian, and uh, my baba used to make a really amazing stewed fruit that was just an amazing treat as well. It's a really simple recipe. That was one of my favorites. All kinds of different kinds of pierogies. There was, uh, like, like beans in there and peas. Oh, like, I've even had pierogies on Ukrainian Christmas that has uh, the um, berries in it, like the Saskatoon oh, berry pierogies. Yeah, my grandma used to make them with plums. Oh, yeah, 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 mine too, mine as well. Thanks for the call today, Tom, really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Have a good day, and you, Merry Christmas, Merry, and Happy New Year's to you guys, you and I too. love your show. Aw, thanks. Christmas. You too. Talk to you later. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Yep. So that's some of my def- definitely Tom and I have got some uh, similarities there. Some <laughs> I I ha- always had two Christmases. You know, there was English Christmas and then twenty yep. fifth, and then Ukrainian Christmas, and all of the things for Ukrainian Christmas. Yep. The major majority of them happen on Christmas Eve, the sixth of January. So that's the big meal, the twelve meatless dishes, and when you had, gather on the tree and had the cabbage rolls and pierogies last night. Oh, did you over at Pearland Park? Yeah, part of the Optimus Hill Optimus Club, Saskatoon Optimus Club. Uh, they're part of their uh, their their gala. They and had a whole day of events yesterday. Yes. It was such a great day. If you're in other parts of the province, uh, maybe you haven't heard about it, but I mean, like, there's not a lot of you know places yeah. to go skiing or snowboarding yeah. around Saskatchewan. So in Saskatoon, right in the heart of the city yeah. here, uh, just not actually very far from the radio station, the Optimus Club yes. took Diefenbaker Park, yep. dug a big hole, piled it all up. <laughs> More complicated than that. Yeah. They make it. A, they made a proper ski hill. Made, yeah. And it's it's very very well done. There's uh, a ski shack at the bottom. There is a one of those in, uh, belts that have, carries have, you up. They have two of those belts, yeah. Yeah, and, and have, so you don't have just a T-bar or yeah. a, an overhead lift. You yeah. just basically plop yourself onto the belt, and it's like a conveyor belt that carries you back up to the top. They call so. it a crazy carpet. Well, there's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. So, and they have uh, a tube run, and they have a whole... And they made, for this this whole uh, tour that came through, yeah. and this tour that came through, the, it goes right across North America and around the world, and it has two stops in Canada, and, and because Mark McMorris, which is from Saskatchewan, yes, right? yes. he says, we got to stop in Saskatoon, you know, because we oh. got this new hill there, and we gotta, we got to go and we got to make this stop, so they made their big stop here with a bunch of their, the, the ski, the, the, the snowboarders that came, and they made a... All sponsored was, by Burton. They, yeah, Burton, and so they came a, a few weeks before, and there's a whole team that built a whole terrain park and everything oh, else wow. there, right? With they had mini backhoes and everything else in the hill and they made a whole park and then they had aerial shows, they had you know races going on. So Optimus Club, remember they're all about uh you know for the youth of of, of our communities. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they made this hill for is so that the youth could get out and families could get out and enjoy the outdoors in Saskatoon. Well, and so, um, but what an amazing day for these little snowboarders to be able to get <laughs> out on the ice with a world-renowned snowboarder and and yeah. and some others that are that are sponsored by Burton and um like these are pro snowboarders. Yes. Well, I mean Mark McMorris. Yeah. Mark McMorris like, we're talking gold Olympic medalist, yes. right? Yeah, more exactly. than once, more than once. Yeah, like it's it's amazing that uh, that he was here on the hill and being able to sort of mentor some yeah. young kids uh, and maybe get some more people into the sport and and the way mark was just he is an ambassador for the sport so it's quite amazing how you know he was all he was all over that you know, not boat. even just an ambassador for the sport he's very much an ambassador of like just being involved in the community yeah, and getting cool. involved and yeah. and making sure that the youth are connected to things yeah. and i just really love that message that he spoke about yeah because he had a whole question and answer t- period mm-hmm. there with a bunch of some of the people from the from the board and from, mm. from the tour and you you got that vibe from him he's us all about the it's 
it's about the community. It's that's what the, that's what the favorite part of everything is, is just being out there and having fun and being part well, of the community. And it's pretty nice yeah. to see and pretty pretty proud to see that he's you know from Saskatchewan yes. and supporting Saskatchewan yes. still. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Let's go over to the text line because we actually have a, a text because of course we're a garden show too. We're yes. talking about Christmas and other fun things. Uh, this is from. Mm, not sure. Somebody text us. That's okay. Uh, any advice on caring for an alocasia? I bought a four-inch pot in June, and I've lost a leaf, and the other two are not looking good. Round brown spots on the one leaf, the other tips of the are starting to turn brown as well. Okay, so alocasias, um, they're a t- actually a tuber that's in that in that pot. So that's one thing that you got to watch is your watering. You do not want to overwater your yeah. alocasia. And you also want to make sure it's not in too large of a pot. So that pot should only be like maybe if it's a, a six inches, eight inches max. Um, and you want to make sure you're sticking your finger in the soil. The soil is feeling dry to the touch before you're watering. If there's any moisture in there at all, Don't water it. leave it alone for a yeah. little bit. Um, they also like a little bit of humidity during this time of year. So mine started doing that a little bit because I had a really, really dry area. It was actually near my fireplace and it started getting some brown patches on it. I put a, um, a pebble tray nearby and it started to smarten up a little bit. Um, just also, you might want to add a little bit of light um, in the wintertime. We don't have much light, so making sure that they have a grow light will also help you as well, too. Okay, perfect. All right, let's. Uh, we're going to have one minute left, so we've got to take our little break here. Yep. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about some of the Christmas traditions, some of the things that you guys do. You know, we want to keep that that going. one 332 8255 Share us, you know, some of the things that you guys have done in your family. Let's, let's, I want to bring one up that I've discovered that we do... And I, I, about three years ago, probably came across this drink, and it is so good. You guys got to try it. Do you like eggnog? Yes. Yeah? Eggnog. I had to go hunt for nutmeg the other day because we had to make eggnog, <laughs> right? And I, I found some real ground nutmegs for Mom the eggnog. Mom always makes a Kahlua eggnog. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Really good. Yeah. Try Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Oh, I don't like cinnamon. <laughs> oh, but no. cinnamon and the and no. the eggnog together. Well, if you don't like cinnamon, whatever. <laughs> We'll shut Jill's mic off. But, <laughs> but, but Thanks, I'm kidding. Jay. I'm kidding. But if you like cinnamon, try that. For any of our listeners, give that a shot. We're going to take a quick break right now. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, news update for everybody. And then more talk about Christmas and, you know, looking at some other stuff with uh, with Christmas plants as well. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick. This is Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Merry Christmas and welcome to Garden Talk. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick, and we've got one show left here, just a couple segments left, in fact, and then we're off for Christmas and we're off for New Year's. We'll see you in the New Year with another live show. So if you've got a question, now is a good time to give us a call, one 332 8255 Whether you want to talk about a mm, family Christmas tradition or you want to talk about ah, something that's going wrong with a plant you got right now, we're good with that. Of course, we want to always talk plants, too. Uh, we were talking on the break a little bit, Rick. There's There was another tradition you were talking about in your house that used to happen in the Took place in the living room. Well, there's two things that happened. One is that people used to send, when I was a kid, people used to send Christmas cards out, like, all the time, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. lots of them. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a pretty good-sized living room, and we used to hang a string all the way on, along the roof around the outside edge, you know, of the whole of the whole living room. And uh, so we used to get up there and get the get the ladder and and stick the... the the cards on the string, and that used to go around the whole room. And you'd fill the whole string. The whole room was filled. And you see, you don't see that that much anymore. You don't you may see there's some cards that go out, but this was 
We used to have, we used to fill all the way around all the time. That's well, crazy. And Opa was so involved and Oma as well. So yep. involved in the community, whether yep. it was like through um, the church or through um, the the horticulture societies or the landscape um, societies. Or... Yeah, the Canadian Nursery well, Trade Association. And, and they knew else. a lot of people. They did. Yeah. And they made a lot of friends. Yeah, you know, they, did. they made all a lot of the, good connections. All over the world. All over the world. So yeah. no no wonder you had yeah. 200 Christmas cards hanging <laughs> in your living room. There was you know? a lot. I remember that. There was a lot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, Jay, I was thinking you might break out into song sometime <laughs> on, on the radio. <laughs> uh, um, but like do you that. remember when, when you, I, I remember going around and we used to sing Christmas carols and go to people's yes. doors. But like now people can go and they can see concerts and I think you're in one coming yeah, up. Yeah, well, you know, there's a big thing happening uh, in Saskatoon this, well, tomorrow and Tuesday. Today is my big dress rehearsal. I'm part of the Fireside Singers in Saskatoon yeah. and it's a pretty prestigious choir. A lot of amazing talent, uh, myself excluded. But uh, oh, please. <laughs> no, it's some pretty, there's some pretty amazing singers. So if you're looking forward to getting into the Christmas spirit of things, uh, Monday night and Tuesday night, 7.30, TCU Place downtown uh, is a phenomenal two-hour Christmas spectacular with uh, oh, a fun. good, like a, a huge group of people. There's, I think there's a, something like a hundred of us singing in the choir, amazing musicians, um, and then phenomenal people as part of our orchestra. A lot of them coming from the Saskatoon Symphony and other places like that too. So, so. that's called the Fireside Singers at yep. TCU Place, and it starts tonight. Well, my dress rehearsal today. So, yes, so, so starts tomorrow Monday and Tuesday, and this okay. is our fiftieth anniversary. Whoa! Yeah, that's a pretty big milestone. Marilyn Whitehead is our director, and she started the choir. In 1972, oh, wow. and uh, she's still the director of it to this day. Cool. So, That's pretty amazing. pretty cool. If you want to get go. into the Christmas spirit of things, this is the ultimate way to feel Christmassy. Because there's nothing like live music, let me tell you. Absolutely. So that's my shameless little plug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're talking about about caroling. Yeah. And that you know that doesn't seem to happen a lot anymore. But I do remember doing it as a kid. We would you know, especially with yep. some friends' places, some neighbors, and yep. we go. We, we just go with the youth group. Oh know, yeah, from church, and yep. we used to go out and go Christmas caroling. Yep. Or you know what? Instead of going door to door and knocking for bottles and cans, you should get your sports team together. Get some Christmas carols going. <laughs> get a Bluetooth speaker and go caroling and get people to give you donations for go busking. I guess it would more be, but that would be just such a such a nice way to connect to the community too. I think we need to start doing more things that connect us to the community. Totally, totally, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure all the hockey players can sing, but oh, you know, but we can try. Yeah. I mean, we had how many ring up players out at the cabin yeah. on Friday, yes. and they were doing karaoke. They were and karaoke, my goodness, and they were singing. I am very glad they are all athletes. Let's just. <laughs> say that one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. so share us a holiday tradition maybe that you you miss or one that you remember one that you used to love doing one that you do even you know right now with your family would love to hear about it one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. we'll talk with ron here in a little bit but you were looking around kind of our area uh our our landscape around the garden center yes. the garden center the radio the, station the, here uh, yeah and um you know there is lots of there's lots of color left isn't mm -hmm. there yeah, I was actually just sitting in the parking lot waiting for, for you guys to get here. And when I was, I noticed the, the winter colors in the landscape. And I, I love when you're planning your yard, if you're putting some new trees in it, don't just think about what looks good in the summer. You got to think about what looks good in the winter. And the things that I noticed today were like the rose hips that are left on the tree, the, the branches. <clears throat> Sorry. 
And the dogwood branches, the red and the yellow, sort of the contrast in color. The Carl Forrester grasses that when you leave up in the wintertime, the hoarfrost just hits them and they just add that little bit of sparkle. Um, the high bush cranberry with the, the high red bush berries. cranberry with the yeah. red berries. The mancana ashes that yeah. sort of have the red berries that stay the on man- all winter. Mountain ash. Mountain ash, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Not mancana. Um, Rick was noticing the choke cherries, which will... Chokecherries. Attract the birds Big and time. yeah, uh, I know on my acres they're just they're feeding on all the choke cherries like crazy right now. Yeah, so adding yeah. a few choke cherries in there. Um, what are some other ones, Rick? That that the, look really pretty. Oh, the there you you still see all the even the even the uh, the amur maples with the with the uh, with all the seed on them and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so there's lots of different things. There's a sea buckthorn with all the ber- orange berries still hanging on them, you know. And so there's lots of color out there, like you said, like the dogwoods and cranberry. And I think it's also really good to add, like, make sure you have some evergreen type trees, like maybe yep. some spruce or some cedar or some junipers in your landscape, probably about 20% of them, so that you just have yep. some some green and some fullness in your yard and it doesn't look just stark um, sticks sticking out of the ground in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. One thing I did notice, and I noticed at the, at the other acreage, I was at the other acreage just yeah. the other day, and because uh, I have I wasn't at that acreage for for last year, that it would get neglected a little bit, and the seed got seed production like crazy, right? Yeah. And so, got to remember this next year, water your plants because I see all my tops. So these thirty thirty five foot spruce trees are all the the top six feet are just leaning like almost gonna break. Oh boy! Do you think They're that's gonna be a problem now that like the snowfall is happening well, and the, it's, if we get some sticky snow, they'll stick might, to those you and you lose, might lose the top. You might lose the top they, with, the, with yeah. the cold weather. They might just snap. Right? And Especially if you lose you get, the top, is that tree going to split It, it will make a two? double leader most okay. of the time. It'll make another leader. So, um, but yeah, I noticed that too, is that it's, it's, it's making sure that keeping the tree, all the trees healthy during the, during the next year because of the drought we've gone through. And I uh, need to get these trees back on track so that they, uh, they don't have such a heavy seed production. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No so doubt. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I couldn't believe how much they were leaning over. Like they were... They almost look like the, in the Grinch's Christmas tree, you know how it's hanging right over? <laughs> the Grinch tree, yeah. You know, the Grinch tree, it was... You should get some big ornaments and hang them on the tip of it. And these are really like, like 30, <laughs> 30, 40 foot trees, and not just little tiny trees. They're big trees yeah. that are hanging right over. So, so that's a lot of weight. No a doubt. lot of weight. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick great break, but Ron, uh, one of our regulars in Lestock, uh, Ron, hang on, we're going to get to your call as soon as we get back. Ron's got a good Christmas story, and he's got uh, maybe even some Christmas ideas for us as well. So please, Ron, hang on, we'll get to your call in just a moment. We'll be back with the last segment of Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Thanks for listening to Garden Talk, and welcome back. I'm Jay Thomas with Jill and Rick Van Dyven Dyke, and we've got uh, one, one segment left, and then we're recorded on on New Year's Day. We've got no show next week because yep. it's Christmas Day, right on the 24th or 25th, I should say. So, uh, Christmas yeah. music all day, exactly. Yes. Yeah, we've been talking about Christmas uh, traditions and some of the things we've uh, shared, but we also have been asking for yours. And it looks like we've got a good story from one of our regulars, uh, Ron in Lestock. Hi, Ron. How are you? Hi. Well, I'm good. Uh, Very good. Merry thanks Christmas. For, thanks for the advice over the years and just wishing a happy, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to the Garden Guru gang there. Yes. Ah, that's nice. <laughs> Thank thanks. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, yeah. same to you. And uh, I was going to tell you about a story I heard years ago on the radio about this woman. I don't know if she lived on a farm or acreage, but uh, every fall they'd go out and dig a small Christmas tree, put her in a planter, keep it alive in the house, decorate it for Christmas. In the spring, they'd put it in their shelter belt, 
And that way, her shelter belt reminded her of all the great Christmases they had. Yep. And I was thinking, uh, eh, maybe you could try it at the greenhouse. I don't know, it'd be more of a pain having a live tree, but <laughs> it's a nice idea. It's it's a nice idea. They do that in, in warmer climates, like in B.C. and Ontario and that. They, they dig, pre-dig a hole and everything else. In Saskatchewan, the only problem with us is that we just can't, you know, bring it inside, thaw it out, and then have decorated it in a pot, and, a, and then go and throw it back outside again. Yeah, well, you'd have to keep it in the house. You'd have to keep it in the house until spring, and then you can put it back out again. And you'd have to put a grow light on it. Suppose you had the room, though. You could make it happen, right? Absolutely. And probably a south window would help quite a bit. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. But but yeah, some people just don't want to have the tree in the house all year, so they put it out in the cold garage or whatever, and then that's when it goes south. Yeah. But you're you're right. It is a pretty neat idea. It would be a a pretty spectacular idea, yeah. All right, well, have, enjoy your holidays, people. Yeah, yeah. you too. Thank Thanks you. for Merry the call, Christmas. Ron. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. 1-877-332-8255. We got an interesting text. Uh, one, a couple of them here, actually. Um, Shelly is in Saskatoon, and she just texted us. Garden Chalk Christmas Memories. My grandparents immigrated from Sweden in 1910. Oh, yes. Every Christmas in 71, uh, we make... I'm going to say this wrong. Okay. But uh, Toonbrod, brood, thin bread. I still use it in my grandma's special rolling pin, which probably dates back to 1910, which yes. is amazing. It just isn't Christmas without it. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Phenomenal, yes. Yeah, to have a, a recipe or even, yeah, the few of those kitchen utensils left, yep. you know, that those those do bring back good memories, don't they? Yeah. Yep. Very awesome. <laughs> we had one interesting text from Don. He says... Will the windmill ever spin again? <laughs> and maybe you maybe maybe you'll see it spin sometime. The windmill yeah. we right now we have it. It the windmill you can turn it on and it will will spin. But we've had that turned off for for a couple for years. a few years. Yeah, it's no. yeah. The, you know you want to. We need to get the mechanics fixed. We need to it. do a major upgrade on it. You know, and so it, it creaks a lot. So we figured, you know what, we're just going to leave it standing still. <laughs> <laughs> I do as a kid remember the windmill turning though too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, but that it's, windmill was, is, is something that's pretty cool in our family because yes. my grandfather actually built that windmill. Yes. And it's my that, grandfather on my mom's side of the family that built that, that windmill. Mm, okay. So it's like my mom's side of the family meets my dad's side of the family. My, my mom's um, dad was a carpenter and so he yeah. loved to help build yeah. things. Bud, Bud Greg, he mm. built that in 1982. Wow. When he wasn't yep. firefighting, he was usually at the store building something. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Yeah, okay. So it's got lots lots of heritage in that windmill as the yes. front entrance of the store, too. Yeah. So. so, I mean, it's uh, the answer isn't uh, no, never, but just not yet, right? Yes. Not yet, but awesome. it will come. It will come. Awesome. Um, you know, some of my favorite Christmas memories, you know, is, is just uh, Christmas Eve, you know, just as a kid, put out the, the cookies and the milk for Santa and... I don't know. There was something special about that moment. There was that anticipation as a kid, and you're getting ready for Christmas. And it wasn't even that you were so obsessed with the the presents. That was an exciting part of it. But I don't know. There was something kind of magical about that whole night, you know? Something warm. My mom and her sisters, they used to make my sisters and my cousins, we all had matching dresses. 
and usually a matching hair piece as yep. well that we, oh, we wear. My, and so, my wife used to make the dresses all the time. Yeah, wow. we, always had, we always had handmade dresses and we used to all wear them for Christmas Eve, go to church and then go to grandma's yeah. for supper. And then we had a family picture on the stairs. So every year I have this progressional picture of us wearing <laughs> these Christmas dresses. And it's just, you know what? I, I love doing those things with family. And I think that's just the biggest thing, the tradition of family mm. and getting together with friends. And yeah, I, I just, I love it. I love Christmas time so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> yep, there's a Christmas morning uh, brunch tradition that we've got, and there's two uh, what we call stratas that we make, and they're okay. like um, in a done in a, a a pan, and they are like you know chunks of bread, and then the, one of them is kind of like a uh, an omelet style one where it's got ham and cheese and egg, and you kind of you spread it on top of the bread, it all soaks into the bread, yeah. and then you keep it in the fridge, and then you put it in the in the oven in the morning, and it all bakes together. And the other one is like a French toast style one, mm. so it's got cinnamon in it and chunks of um, uh, cream cheese, and then there's this uh, sweet maple syrup cinnamon tr- dressing that gets now that up on kind top. of cinnamon I could maybe get it. <laughs> <laughs> so those are yeah, those stratas are also something that my mom I think started when we. We were really young, and they just—they're one of those meal things that happen definitely every year, you know. Christmas morning, we have a pickle we hang on our tree. It's a pickle Christmas <laughs> decoration. A pickle. It's actually a German tradition. So we have this glass pickle ornament. We put it on the Christmas tree, and the first kid down to find the pickle in the morning gets an extra little gift. And Ooh. usually, usually that extra gift is something we can do together as a family. But uh, that's kind of always been a trish. Christmas tradition in our family with my children. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Find Waldo. Eh? <laughs> Find the little pickle, and it's not very big, but they look for this pickle on the tree. Hey, it's a thing. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. That's that's fantastic too. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. Jay, look it up. I'm not lying. Okay, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Uh, I remember we used to we used to get wait and get the box. We used to open the box from Holland. You know, from all the relatives oh, yeah, of Holland. Okay. And in that box was our. Our, one of my favorite was the, the Dutch letter, chocolate letter, right? The Dutch chocolate. You always chocolate. got your first initial of initial. your name in a letter so in chocolate. I used to get an R, right? And, mm. and that was great. And then the, the, the strope waffles. Oh, very good. They're like a little, they're like a little, Honey. Pressed, pressed waffle, pressed almost waffle, right? With caramel in, caramel in the in middle. It. Yeah, a lot of people will put. You can you can buy them many of the grocery stores yep. now. You set them on top. I of your saw them at Costco in a bigger box. They too, were. I, I did see them. I saw them there. Yes. Yeah. Get the um, strope waffle. And then then the dropies. And I love the dropies because uh, triple no. salted dropies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Like who wants to it's, stick it's, some black I, I licorice always, covered I, in salt? In I used to always have love fun with you know taking some to my friends. Oh, you got to try this licorice. They say, yeah, licorice. Yes, they put it in their mouth. They go, bah, bah. <laughs> and he doesn't just do like the salted one. It's like the triple, triple salted. salted. Yes, <laughs> they know what I saw in it's like a cowlick or something. Like <laughs> I think I saw in Canadian Tire about a week ago. We were walking through the Christmas stuff, and they had the thing that I think everybody's grandma had on the you know in a little glass dish on the coffee table. The all sorts. Oh no! <laughs> so, you know, yeah. there were the, yeah. the black licorice, black licorice the, the ones that are beaded, the some beaded, of them. some of them are yellow, yes. some of them are pink, some of them are yeah. blue. Oh, yeah. You bite we, into them, not sure if you're going to break a tooth. We used to get yeah. all yeah, that. They still make them. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, awesome stuff. A lot of fun.
Well, that just about wraps up our show here. So I guess we can take the last 45 seconds to say from all of our families yes. to yours, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Absolutely. Christmas. Thank you for listening to Garden Talk this last year, and we look forward to another full season of 2023. Yep. We've got some special guests lined up for the start of the new year, maybe talking about some pruning, seed starting, different things like that. Yes. Right? Um, so we've got some exciting stuff on the way with that in store. But uh, from my family to yours, and from on behalf of all of us here, yes. Yes. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy New Year. Okay. Yes. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you in the new year. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick Van Dyvendyke. Thanks for listening to Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.